The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani. Good. <laughs> Excuse me. Good morning. Beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. I am Kule Agbayani. It's Thursday, so you know I'm holding down the board by myself as Paul Brecht gets sets up at the eSports Arena at Aloha Tower Marcus Place, powered by DSE Hawaii. Don't mind my little start off there. My throat is still a little uh, raspy, but also I was screaming my head off at the men's volleyball game yesterday. So full disclosure, it's like still recovering. And then we have, I got to scream my head off some more because tonight is... UH men's basketball at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. And then tomorrow night, as you guys know, Hawaii men's volleyball plays Stanford once again. Uh, last night, they beat them 3-1. So it was a phenomenal game. Love the crowd that was there last night. Tomorrow, we're looking to pack the stand, though, and be, be sure to wear your white. But we'll get you the breakdown of volleyball uh, later on in the show. Also coming up. We will actually welcome in Steve Uihara, who we've never had as a guest on this show from Hawaii News Now. He is in Las Vegas, jelly, but he, Casey Lunn, Lynn Kawano, they're all in Las Vegas uh, and anticipating the Super Bowl. So we'll welcome him in and live vicariously again through Steve. In just a little bit, we will welcome in Darnell Arsenal to talk some football and also, hey, give us some uh, fun stories and talk a little bit about his brother, Anthony Arsenal, who is the new running max coach at the University of Hawaii, who I got a chance to meet last night at the National Letter of Intent dinner. Last night was hosted by the Nakoa Football Club, so that was great. Uh, a lot of had some of the student athletes there and we got a chance to learn about the new signees coming in for this class from the coaches themselves. So a lot of stuff going on, but first let's get to our first guest. Welcoming in someone that we haven't chatted with in quite some time. He is a former quarterback and football coach and now the athletics director at Wailua High School. Want to welcome in Darnell Arsenal. Darnell, how in the world have you been, my friend? It's been a minute. You know, I had to get back to my real job being an athletic director here at beautiful Wailua High School. And um, it's it's kind of a busy season for me with uh, the OIA wrestling going on. So we're finishing up with OIA championships this weekend and then followed by the big game on Sunday. Which we will talk about in just a little bit. But first, you know, want to still keep it local here, as I mentioned it when the hiring first got announced. And you've mentioned his name a couple of times when we would chat with you throughout the football season last year. But how does it feel now, your brother, Anthony, coming home and being the running backs coach for the University of Hawaii? You know, first and foremost, you know, I just got to say God is good. You know, um, my younger brother is one of my best friends. Um, and we're ju it's just it's so crazy how things work out uh, and this crazy thing we call life and just about the opportunities and and how everything is just kind of intertwined. Um, and, you know, he's come such a, a, a long way with, you know, with his playing career. Uh, some of the trials and tribulations that he went through as as a player, and then just the the grind that he's been on to um, 
to chase his dream about being an NFL uh, coordinator one day and, and, and getting, and then this is just the next stop for him. So it's just been kind of a surreal moment for me and my brother. You know, we, if you would have told us 30, 40 years ago that we'd have an opportunity to be an AD and, and to be a, a football coach at the University of Hawaii, we would have probably laughed and they said, there's no way that two little Popolo kids from Hawaii, Kai <laughs> and Mililani would, would get that opportunity being local boys here, you know, and it's just, it's really a testament to my brother about what hard work, sacrifice, and persevering through adversity is about. And that's kind of what he's bringing to the University of Hawaii. You know, he's been a grinder uh, on and off the field and 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 always been, uh, you know, picked last or had to, you know, overcome some type of hurdles. And so he, he knows what it means to put in the work and then when your number is called is it to be ready so i'm super excited about the opportunity for him and look forward to it it's gonna be yeah awesome welcoming him back and just to you know kind of backtrack a little bit in case people aren't as familiar he is just like yourself a grad of st louis a school and was a teammate of timmy chang and also i guess you can say followed in your footsteps because he did play collegiate collegiately at utah as well yeah, my brother's always been like, uh, you know, you know, your older brothers, you're always your your brother's keeper. And, you know, <laughs> he kind of followed in my footsteps for a little bit, uh, you know, playing at uh, St. Louis, then going to uh, the University of Utah. And then, you know, we did the arena football thing together and everywhere I've been and, and coached, um, he's been on that staff uh, and, you know, it's, there's nothing like coaching and, and playing with your brother and, now both of us raising families and his kids coming. I'm actually picking them up today, so it's it's actually going to be fun to see everybody. And you know that's one thing about you know the University of Hawaii and the brotherhood and Ohana and things that we've always cherished. Uh, you know we get to do it together again. You know I'm looking forward to barbecues and watching film and going to practice, uh, being a you know the supporter that we are of, of, of Hawaii sports in general. And just seeing this thing grow and and take off. Now, did you know that he was um, applying or interested or did he like tell you when it was official? You know, I think uh, when their staff got let go, you know, I think everything's on the table. And uh, he just wanted, you know, my brother is a very patient man. Um, He doesn't just jump at things because they're there. He's always going to do his due diligence and, and his research to make sure everything's a fit. Uh, and that's kind of the reason why even the first time around, I believe Timmy had asked him to join the uh, previous when he first got the job. And it wasn't just the right time. And mm-hmm. I think uh, by my brother being at Nevada for two years, growing within himself and his profession, uh, he's ready to come home. And, and it's and it's about about that. And that's what he's done. And so when, when it kind of was announced, we kind of had gone back and forth and said it could be an opportunity, but as it got closer, you know, I kind of just let him, t- he, he took care of it and kind of just kind of when he wanted to, you know, let me know some information, he let it out and asked me for some advice here and there. But, you know, that's always been Anthony's uh, MO uh, of just kind of doing the research, looking for the best plan, eliminating things that aren't going to be uh, good for himself or the family and then making a, a good decision with his wife. Yeah, and from a football standpoint, you know, for some of us that aren't necessarily familiar with co- positional coaching, now he was the wide receivers coach at Nevada for a couple of seasons. 
Pirates, but he does come to the University of Hawaii as the running backs coach. So um, for maybe some people, including people like myself, you know, maybe from the outside, Uh you might think, oh, in Division One, how can you just go from one position to the other and, you know, expect to be instantly successful? So just educate us a little bit on um, how that can still work as a coach and you're switching into a different position. Well, a lot of times uh, there's a lot of movement within college coaches coaching, either on even even trained sides of the ball. Um, a lot of times as an offensive guy, we know exactly what stops us on the defense and then coaching up those little things. But going from receiver coach, um, you know, my my brother actually got his start within special teams, um, learning about leverage and learning about angles and a lot of different things that you have to do on special teams, whether it's tackling, running. Uh, so getting a base knowledge of special teams has really kind of opened his eyes and his and his views of, uh, offensively. And so being a receiver coach for most of his career, it's not that big of a change uh, because also working with quarterbacks, he understands protections. Mm-hmm. Uh, now being a running back coach is and in, in, in doing it in the shoot. You got another guy that's coached in the run and shoot, um, played in the run and shoot and now gets to coach running backs within the run and shoot. And so not just teaching them the concepts of running the ball or pass protection, which are huge components uh, to the running back position, but also letting them understand when they get out in routes and how to control flat defenders, understanding about spacing, understanding about running the grass. These are all things which in Anthony's background will help that running back group and really open their eyes to be not just running backs but to be football players and i think that's the adjustment that i'm seeing timmy and his staff moving on is they want they want football guys that might have to go empty protection and go five receivers with zero personnel and be able to run some routes from the backfield that really gets us really diverse in what we can do and we can dictate tempo uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So I think in Anthony's case, it's going to be really fun. And, and already I've heard from him and saying that the running backs are like, man, I've never seen it. I never looked at it like that before. So those are good kind of things that you're you're getting out of those meetings already with this, uh, which I think is a great running back crew uh, in those meetings. Yeah, we're excited to have Anthony part of the team, the home team now, and especially to work with the running backs because we did see a dip last season in terms of our running offense for the Rainbow Warriors. We are joined by Darnell Arsenal, former quarterback, of course, and football coach, and now the athletics director for Wailua High School. All right, time to switch over to the NFL now. First things first, All though. All right, let's get it. Let's what, get ha- it. what happened to your Eagles, man? You, you know what? It's just one of those years where I think there was, you know, there's always some things that you got to think about what's happening in the building. Um, and I think there was some things going on in the building with some players and there's a lot of ton of injuries, which happens on every team. Uh, I think age kind of caught up to that, to this team as far as uh, up front with some of the old linemen and then also uh, on the back end of our of our secondary. So the Eagles, we got to regroup. We got to get some some secondary help. We got to build. We got a great nucleus of O-line and D-linemen, but I think defensively skilled positions, especially in the secondary, we got to make some adjustments and then obviously continuing to build around Jalen Hurts and, and, and our running game. You know, I think those are those are key components, and I think there's a ton of talent coming on in this year's draft. Um What's inside the trenches and also in the secondary from Alabama with Kool-Aid and 
and those kind of uh, elite corners and secondary players that really can come in and play right away. So, you know, it was a tough year for the Eagles, but we will fly again. You know that. <laughs> and hey, to the Eagles defense, and I, I would I was saying it down the stretch. I never felt like Jalen Hurts was 100 percent healthy. Like yeah. you could just tell that something was a little off. So hopefully by the time next season comes around, he will be exactly what we remember him being the previous season. So we'll, we'll, we'll give well, the Eagles a little bit of a Talking about our next big game is, you know, the Eagles toward the end, they weren't playing very good. They got themselves, you know, they played, they always played great first half, you know, and it's kind of opposite of the 49ers. Um, and then they, the Eagles couldn't hang on. And that's something about the Super Bowl. It's, it's a little concerning to me about the slow start of the 49ers. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air right now. It sounds like everybody. All right. But okay, going back though, are you I mean, I guess we can say the 49ers have been the best team, especially on paper for sure, throughout this entire season. But are you surprised at all about this matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers? Because the Chiefs definitely had their struggles during the season. And but you know what? They won when it mattered, and here they find themselves once again. And of course, these two teams playing again, <laughs> where they played not too long ago as well. But are you surprised at all about the t- two final teams standing? Well, you know, we got to talk about the Kansas City. The, the teams we got it right. They got it right. I think these are the two best teams to represent the AFC and the NFC. Um, and you know, first off, with the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they're on a five game winning streak. Uh, they've won in some different ways, some shootouts versus Buffalo, you know, a physical dominant run game against uh, Baltimore, being able to throw and run. Um, and then on the other side, the 49ers, uh, you know, their last five games, they got blown out by Baltimore in a 33 to 19 game. Uh, and then their next few games, they lost uh, in their next four games, they end up losing to the Rams in a close one. And then their two playoff games, it's just been not great starts and having a fight from behind i think that wears on you a little bit i think they got a little bit more pressure coming in into this game because i think that against a team like kansas city you can't get down 14 points mm-hmm. uh, on this on this team with this much experience and so you know that that's one thing that concerns me about this game and it's it brock pretty in that offense or even that defense um against detroit uh, where they allowed, you know, 100-something yards in the first half rushing, you know, this game could be over in the first half. Um, and I think with Andy Reid on the other side, they just bring so much experience now. Kansas City has their problems, you know, catching the football. Yeah. You know, they have uh, Tony that, you know, I don't even know if he's going to make the, the roster <laughs> um, and, and all that stuff that's going on. But there's so many storylines to this game. You know, cool. There's so many storylines. Let's Let's talk first about, you know, the dynasty of Kansas mm-hmm. City. You know, now you got Mahomes chasing Brady. You got the whole Taylor Swift phenomenon going with, with Kelsey. I don't even know your views on that. <laughs> um, you got Andy Reid, one of the all-time greats, uh, chasing a legacy and winning another Super Bowl and adding that to his collection. And then you go to the the 49ers. You fl- on the flip side, okay, bef- you got, you know, you got um, th- their coach trying to chase his first championship as a head coach um and son they had of their a chance. father yeah. who won the yeah, super bowl had, exactly They're, you got a father and son thing to win a super bowl 
Uh, you had, you know, this matchup a few years ago and they had a 10 point lead and and let it slide in, in the last seven minutes of that football game. There's pressure there. And then you go to the quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant. First time in NFL history that this that this could happen. You got a guy that came out of from nowhere uh, to lead his team last year in the beginning of the playoffs, got hurt uh, going into that uh, NFC uh, East uh, NFC the championship game and then coming back this year and probably having one of the best uh, stat years that a quarterback could have for 49ers of throwing, you know, over 4,200 yards, 30-something TDs to 11 interceptions. I mean, that is a story and a movie in itself. So, you know, I'm confused just like everybody else. (laughs) I was just about to ask you about that uh, because as a former quarterback, as we are joined by Darnell Arsenal, what is it? Because, I mean, the opinions have been all over the place. You know, you have like the, the Cam Newton going viral for what he said. And then you have everyone just and then the whole Mr. Irrelevant thing. And then we hear that, you know, Jed York said Kyle Shanahan knew from rookie training camp that Brock Purdy was better than Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and all of this stuff. But based on what you've seen the last couple of seasons, what is your opinion on Brock Purdy as a quarterback and what has been able to make him so successful from what you see because you actually have experience in being in that position? You know, first, you know, his I follow a quarterback coach that follows him and and uh, there's kind of a new regime. Um, you kind of everybody kind of sees it with Dak Prescott when he started doing that little hip thrust and kind of <laughs> moving the hip doing all that kind of that stuff. And so Brock is, you know, he's, he's taking, he understands his limitations and he's, and he's turned those limitations into strengths um, by being short, not having this long arms. Um, he's really mastered his quick release uh, and, and generates a lot of power within the pocket where he doesn't need a lot of room. He's one of the best this year um, that I've seen uh, of standing in the pocket and delivering a ball down the field and then getting hit immediately after mm. uh, and then getting up. Um, the ball comes out clean. Um, he is a very, he anticipates a lot of throws um, and he trusts, he, he trusts his eyes. Uh, and that's a big thing for a quarterback. Uh, he's throwing balls in the windows where the receiver is not even close to being there and trusting that his guy will be there. And that goes to those Joe Montana's and the Steve Young's that played in that Bill Walsh era of when that third step, when that third step hits, the ball needs to be out. That fifth step hits, the ball needs to be out. That seventh step with the hitch, that ball comes out. So you're seeing a lot of you know, things that everybody puts on a quarterback. Oh, he's a system quarterback. Well, everybody plays in a system. Yeah. But everybody can't master the system. And he's not, I'm not saying that he's there yet, but he's pretty darn close to doing the things that Shanahan is asking him to do and really not deviating from the plan. And I think the 49ers offense, if they can get McCaffrey going early with the run game, get the play action going, I think Kittle's the matchup that's going to have to be the X factor in this game for Purdy because they're going to try and hold Samuel uh, and Debo and uh, Ayuk and that, and then try to stop the run by getting guys in the box. So that really puts a great matchup with um, the linebackers of the 
the Chiefs to kind of match up with Kittle. And I think Kittle might have an advantage in in that area. So that is probably a, a check mark uh, for the 49ers. But pretty, uh, and that's a great escape plan to have uh, as your tight end, a big body tight end that you can give them a six yard, seven yards, just like Kelsey, a catch and then let them go get those extra yards. I think that's what kind of makes this matchup that much more fascinating because you do have overall the two best teams in the Super Bowl. But if you break it down, you have probably the best offense with the San Francisco 49ers. And then you have them going against the best defense with the Kansas City Chiefs. And then obviously, yeah, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and then their receivers when they feel like catching the football. So, I mean, maybe this game is just going to come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. I don't even know. I don't know. I just want a good game. Spread right now is a point and a half. So clearly it's going to be close. I think, you know, you're, you're hitting it on the head. There's two things I'll I'll talk about real quick about Kansas city. I love their two corners. One is uh, McDuffie Mm -hmm. out of uh, Washington. He actually played at Servite uh, high school that I was at. And then you got probably the defensive player of the year in, in Sneed, the other corner. That is that is a great thing to have for that defense because they might be able to blitz and then at least play defense on that back end and play be able to play some man-to-man and give uh, Prudy some problems. Um, so I'm looking to see what Spagnolia does and what he does with that Chiefs defense and what he's going to take away early. He's going to try and take away the run game. He's going to take away the tight end, take away the two receivers. And that kind of will give you an idea early of what the defensive game plan versus the 49ers is. Now, you just talked to, talked about it. Well, I don't know, this team, that team, I tell you right now, special teams mm-hmm. has a moment to be a big factor in this game, whether it's punting the win field position or getting a big kickoff or punt return or a block punt or a block field goal could be key in these kind of matchups. We go back to a few years ago when Peyton Manning uh, versus the Seahawks played and they opened the game up with a safety uh, or or having a block field goal in a, in a Super Bowl. So all those kind of things uh, could come up here in, in these kind of games where everybody's worried about offense and defense. And, and, and then there's a special teams moment that really turns the tide for one team. Ooh. That's a good, yeah, that's a good way to phrase it because people always want to cut out the special teams. But yeah, in a game that's so evenly mashed, this is what it could come down to. Fortunately, or hopefully, the field isn't extra damp like it was in last year's Super Bowl and everyone was slipping all over the place. But it is the grass. Everything's temperature controlled in Allegiant Stadium. And I'm a little jealous, though. Are you a little jealous of the Super Bowl going on in Las Vegas for the first time? And a lot of us are here. (laughs) <laughs> we have to be I here you, no, it, it, it could be a place where the they just say every year we're gonna have the super bowl <laughs> here because i think the venue is awesome i um, got to talk to a bunch of friends that are working in the industry out there in las vegas and they said it's just brought a lot of buzz and energy to the to their town uh and it's obviously a place where it, it can hold and facilitate uh to to the magnitude and and then you know that it needs uh, for the, for this game um you know i think uh i would never want personally i would never want to go to a super bowl because i wouldn't want to deal with all the chaos <laughs> i like being in front of my own tv having my own bathroom my own yeah cervezas and, and drinks and food and family and friends because i could only imagine <laughs> the crowds and the chaos that will be happening in las vegas this weekend all right here it is 
for all of our listeners. We're putting it oh. into the universe. Who is your pick to win Super Bowl 58 on Sunday? I think dynasties are hard to come by. We've seen a, a bunch with Brady, uh, Joe Montana, and I think this is where Patrick Mahomes uh, stamps his GOAT speech, where it starts his GOAT speech. Um, I think he wins his third Super Bowl. Or is it his third or his fourth? I think it's his third. I think he wins his third Super Bowl. Um, and I think uh, it's a decisive win. Okay, okay. Oh, and a decisive <laughs> win. All right, there it is. There it is. Do you want to you want to score? Do we want to score? No, 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 because I feel Ooh. like it, it's going to be too I think just even picking the right team to win says enough yeah. at this point because I go. don't know which way it's going to go either. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's I I lo- I love it. I think uh it's one of those like we talked about earlier. Oh, I could see that happening. Oh, I could see that happening. Yep. Oh, I didn't see that happening, you know. Um, so I'm excited to watch. I'm going to be a huge fan this Sunday, um, and so you know, and just support good football. I think that's what we all want as fans, and uh, be around family and friends. All right, Dar- Darnell. Well, I hope yes, you guys have an excellent time on Sunday, and thank you so much for joining us. I know it's been a, a crazy minute, but we appreciate you for stopping by. Love being on the show. Everybody have a great weekend. Darnell Arsenal, former quarterback and football coach and the current athletics director for Wailua High School. We'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. I'm Kule Agbayani. We are going to continue the beautiful thing that is having some fun and talking about the Super Bowl. Gonna welcome in. This is quite the treat for us right now, and he's never actually been a guest on the show, but it was fitting for me <laughs> to invite him on. From Hawaii News Now, Steve Urahara, because he is one of the lucky people that are in Las Vegas right now. Steve, how is it going, my friend? Hey, how are you? Hey, first time, long time, uh, been a big fan for, for years. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Glad to be on the show, though, for the first time. This is exciting. <laughs> how, how, well, first, before we get into the actual, like, meat and potatoes and Las Vegas and Super Bowl and whatnot, just in general, man, how, how have you been? How's life? Great, great. Yeah, no, uh, well, just, you know, uh, everything that's going on with work is, you know, it, we're going on our 17th year for Sunrise. Oh, my goodness. It's been a long time waking up in the morning with, but, you know, again, it's it's the best crew in the business and, and you're, everybody's just keeping each other young as much as possible and keep that energy flowing. I love it. Um, but otherwise, and other than that, Kule, I, I got two kids. Uh, Liz and I have a 12-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. And that's pretty much occupying all of our time. So, you know, they're in soccer. Uh, you know, we've always been big on sports. Um, so, you know, we, we always figured, you know, there's so much more that goes into it you know, and all the great attributes that, that come along with it, you know, teamwork and 
and determination and all those things. So, you know, sports is this great platform to start them on um, and it, it, all the different life lessons that go along with it. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much our life, you know, work and family, um, but it's fun, you know. I can't believe you just your kids are that old already. I'm like, I know when, 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 when we used to like hang out and like go to I, oceans, it was like pre kids. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know. I know. And now it's not even there. Look, we just we did a um, a coworker hangout just a little while ago at Restaurant Row. Casey Lund lives uh, a little ways away from that. And so we we just kind of met up after work. And it, it, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so different <laughs> from what it used to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then you. you and another person that would join us when we all used to hang out is Mike Cherry, formerly with Hawaii News Now, who you said works in Sacramento now and and is actually on his way to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. So funny thing. So yeah. So he, he works out in Sacramento, um, and he I, I I happen to be talking to Mark Carpenter, who works at our station. He's like, "Did you know Mike's going to be at the Super Bowl?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so uh, we touch bases, and I am actually waiting at his hotel. Tuscany Casino Suites. Uh, so Casey Len is in there right now. Uh, I came out to hang here, here with you, and then Mike's going to meet us, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, we're thrilled because, oh, my gosh, you know, I think we put these plans in place. Lynn Kawano, who is up here as well, uh, she's doing more kind of investigative stories, stories, but also touching base with a lot of the local families that have moved up here, doing a lot of, you know, Price Out of Paradise, which I think we can all relate to. You know, so many people call the Ninth Island home. Uh, just because they couldn't make ends meet and it's just there's just more opportunity up here for a lot of people so she's over here as well so uh it's kind of a big Hawaii news now family um but uh we're yeah we're just thrilled like we put this in in place lynn was sorry i brought that up because lynn was the one that kind of set this in motion a few months ago thinking that maybe there's a potential that tua could have been here you know um and this was even before the playoffs were settled so the forest might have been here as well um, we saw that Kaimi was in there as a possibility, and all those. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any of those guys playing in the big game. But hey, shoot, maybe next year. Um, but yeah, we're like, hey, well, we're still here. So there are a lot of other side stories. Uh, we talked to Jesse Sopolu earlier this week. That was really cool. Uh, and I, I know Ma- uh, Tanovaso is going to be here coming up tomorrow. So hopefully, we can uh, hit him up and and talk story with him as well. But it's it's fun, Kule. You, you got to make it up next time around. I know. I'm so jealous as we are joined by Steve Uihara from Hawaii <laughs> News Now. Okay, before we get into some of the other cool stuff that you guys have done so far, uh, got to ask you the main question. As a Las Vegas Raiders fan, I saw it on your clip on social media uh, that that is the first time that you were able to actually go inside the home of the Las Vegas Raiders. That is Allegiant Stadium. So just tell us about all of the emotions of that day. Oh, Oh, well, you know, this, this Super Bowl is a little, little bittersweet, right? It, it, number one, it's incredible to have gone to any Super Bowl, but to be here at Allegiant Stadium, I think we came here, uh, Sunrise did a On the Road, um, or On the Road, as we like to call it. It was uh, a few years ago. I think it was 2000, 2018, so that was six years ago, and I think it was still under construction. So to, number one, just even walk past it from the outside and to see what it looked like <laughs> on the exterior, and then to walk in, oh, my gosh, just like, I was telling Casey, like, this is hallowed ground. This is hallowed ground. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. The Niners are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's almost like you couldn't pick a worse matchup. But but still, I mean, it's going to be a great game. But it's just as a Raiders fan, they kinda, it kind of tugs at your heartstrings just a little bit. It's like, oh, my gosh, how great would it have been, you know, if we had made a run 
but you know what? You know what's actually a, a really cool thing was we, we and I didn't take any video of it for social media, but but um, we happened to be uh, Monday night was was opening night, so which was also a spectacle for in and of itself. But but they had the fans there for the first time. You know how remember remember back in the day they used to do media night where. The, the the media was just allowed in and you could just walk up to any player and you could just am, ask them random questions. Yeah. Right. But this, they, it, it's, it's kind of changed this year. So they have each player in their own little booth and it's kind of blocked off a little bit. So you can't get so intimate and up close and personal. Uh, but then they're there, they're answering questions, the, the crowd. The, and that's, that's a great part is that they, they added the, the fans to it. So they could pay for admission and they could listen to, you know, all the different interviews uh, from their favorite players. And then so we, we went and we kind of caught the atmosphere for that. And we talked to some of the players, which was cool. But then afterwards, we're packing up, we're getting ready to go. And Casey's like, oh, who's that? Who's that guy over there? There's so many people talking to him. And I looked over my shoulder and it was like Mark Davis, uh, Al Davis, is oh, yeah. the owner of the of the Las Vegas Raiders. And he's just hanging out in his white sweater. And we're like, I'm like, oh, my God, there's Mark Davis. And, and Casey's like, do you want to talk to him? I'm like, yeah. So. Um, he was talking about it and, you know, I asked him, I'm like, you, you know, this isn't obviously the scenario that you wanted to play out. Um, a couple of rivals here that are playing for the Super Bowl, but he's like, he's like, you know what? It's still a win, right? It's a win for the Raiders brand. It's a win for the stadium and it's a win for Las Vegas. And so I'm like, you know what? All right. If that's, if he can feel good about it, then I guess <laughs> us as Raiders fans, we can feel good about it too. Um, but you know, it's, it's one day. I'd like to see the silver and black. Maybe hopefully soon we'll see uh, Antonio Pierce is a good hire. And I, I'm, I'm thinking that only good things are ahead for us. That is true. He is an amazing hire, or at least the dropping of the interim title that they did was the perfect thing that they could do and not, yes. mess, not mess this up again like they just did. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. But what are some of the other cool things that you've seen or you guys were able to do that you've been up there for a few de- days or maybe something coming up that you guys are looking forward to do besides obviously the actual game itself? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, Monday was, was the opening night. Uh, Tuesday, um, we chatted with uh, Jesse Spolu, who actually, as soon as the Niners made the playoffs and I started texting him, okay, if, and when the Niners get to the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, are you going to be up there? Where are you going to be? And so uh, Monday night, he's like, okay, I'm going to be there. Uh, and he gave me the hotel and everything. He's just maybe downstairs. And so that was a thrill because, you know, I mean, I know you've talked to him before. I mean, the guy's number one, super humble, super classy, but he's got so such great perspective, not just about um, his his playing days and so forth, but but also, you know, about the current players, and not just not even just the 49ers, but but the, the league as a whole and all the different players and other teams. He's so much fun to talk to. Um, today, we took a break from football. You know, we figured, hey, you know, we're up here. Let's let's talk to some local people that have moved out here to the Ninth Island to really make a name for themselves in different industries. And so we went to uh, we went to Ka, uh, the, the production for Ka, which oh, yeah, is at the yeah. MGA, MGM Grand. And there's a local boy. Uh, from from Castle High School that moved up here 20 years ago and he's been working. Uh, actually, right now he's a prop master for Ka. Uh, his name is is Gary Wong. So we 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 spoke to him. That's going to be up uh, on on Hawaii News now. And we also uh, we we called around with like, hey, what other local businesses? And one of our friends over here in Vegas, he's like, you have to check out Generations Kitchen, which is a, a restaurant here in Vegas that that caters to you know the, the local flavor. Uh, and so pretty much anything that you normally would order, 
back home, but man, they do it right, man. Big portions, really good food. And the great thing about it, it's, it's him, uh, it's his family, and it's a couple of other people from Hawaii that he hired as well. So it's an all-local restaurant. Amazing. I love it. Man, you guys are just rocking and rolling up there for the Hawaii News yeah. Now brand. I love it. As you guys always do, of course, that's my go-to for news and everything here locally. Well, I have to ask you the most important question before I let you go. Who's going to win on Sunday? I know it pains you uh, as a Raiders fan I to see. pick either way, but you got you got you got to pick one. Again, Kool-Aid. Yeah, if if we could just have a tie and nobody <laughs> wins, that'd be great. <laughs> or somehow the Raiders win somehow. Um, it's tough. It's, 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 it's tough. Like, I, I don't have a dog in the fight, obviously. Um, and despite uh, speaking to Jesse and knowing that he's obviously feels very strongly about the 49ers, it's, it's hard, man. You know, you look at what 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 the, the Chiefs were able to do, and like I thought, I thought they were dead in the water going into the Ravens. I I thought that defense was going to have his number. I thought Lamar was going to run all over the field. I mean, they shut everything down. Right? And I think we talk so much about Mahomes, I think we forget about their defense. Um, and look, Brock Purdy and the Niners have done really well. But I mean, how do you how do you how do you doubt Mahomes? You know, mm-hmm. with the championship pedigree. I mean, I I I don't know. It, it really, really hurts to say that, but I, I, <laughs> I think it'll be the Chiefs on Sunday. I, I, I hope I'm jinxing them in some way. But <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I like any sports fan, though, we just want a good game, like just something yeah. to be exciting. Come yeah. down to the yeah. wire, maybe some overtime, make it like super interesting, make it fun for all the fans over there in Las Vegas, because what better thing than Las Vegas could ask for is if the game itself ends up being madness to just be the cherry on top of everything going on (laughs) that's right and you can watch it on kgmb on on sunday at 1 30 so make sure you tune in i'm sure you guys are going to do that anyway all right perfect plug right there as we i'll let you go steve (laughs) i don't want to take up any more of your time i know you guys are busy and you know having some time for fun as well but thank you so much for yeah joining us yeah anytime cool good to hear from you Steve Uihara of Hawaii News Now taking the time to join us from Las Vegas as he, Casey Lana, and Lynn Kawano have been there for the week just covering a bunch of different stories and taking in all the scenes and the action leading up to Super Bowl 58 for the first time ever in Las Vegas. And I'm super jealous, but nonetheless, I'm living vicariously through Steve and the rest of everybody else that I know that is there right now. We'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den, Kuule Agbayani. Uh, holding down the fort in studio, mahalo again to Darnell Arsenal for uh, joining me earlier. And then before the break, we heard from Steve Uehara of Hawaii News Now mentioned game is on kgmb so the big game anyways on sunday having a good time out there and you can just hear the joy pure joy in his in his voice just being up there uh and they've been going up there to the super bowl for quite a while i remember they were like at the super bowl at sofi stadium when ensuring still used to work over there at hawaii news now so He's living it up there at Hawaii news now but uh as i keep saying just living vicariously through everybody 
that is up there in Las Vegas. But uh, hopefully I get to check in with one of my friends that works in the service industry in Vegas. He's been, as you guys can imagine, he's been super busy uh, throughout this week. Well, he's busy regardless because he works for like the banquet side of MGM Grand. So it's just insane from conventions to now you have this week. That's pure madness in Las Vegas, especially today, tomorrow. But I believe he does have the day or he's off this afternoon or something. So hopefully I can check in with him and he can give us the real insight of just what it is to work in Las Vegas for a week like this week leading up to the big game. The first time that it's in Las Vegas. All right. As you heard the promo also during the commercial break, we have Sharks Weekly coming up after this show. So be sure you guys keep it here. And that's where Paul Brecht is now getting you guys uh, or getting everything set up to feature HPU softball. So another very, very popular sport here in Hawaii and especially HPU softball where Jeffrey Rich will talk to head coach Jarnet Lono and also student athletes Taylor Thompson, Neva Polin, and Layla Molina. So keep it here. But if you got to run, you can always listen to it on demand. And also you can watch it on our YouTube channel over the weekend. But all right, got to get you guys caught up because we just were talking all about football this entire show. But there's so much, so many other things going on right now. In the local sports, as I mentioned last night, we were out at University of Hawaii men's volleyball as they beat Stanford 3-1 set scores. Uh, Stanford took the first one, 25-21, and then Hawaii took the rest of the three, 25-15, 25-22, and 25-12. Amazing crowd, as you can imagine, last night where number three, Hawaii, taking on number five, Stanford. But it was just a, such a fun game and hope to guys hope you guys make it out tomorrow at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. There is the alumni versus alumni game of to get your afternoon started at 4 o'clock p.m. And then followed by the 7 o'clock p.m. first serve for Hawaii and Stanford. And again, if you are got if you are going out to the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center, wear your white and they're pushing to pack the stand tomorrow night for men's volleyball. So I'm kind of jealous that I'm going to miss it. Gosh, I'm missing everything. <laughs> no, but again, there's so much going on. So I will be on a flight and I will be in Hilo tomorrow evening. Uh, be sure you guys follow us on uh, social media at High Sports Radio. So going to Hilo, going to cover some baseball as there will be HBU, Chaminade, UH Hilo, and St. Martin's all playing at Wong Stadium. And then Saturday, uh, we'll bring you coverage of, or at least digitally, we'll bring you coverage of the HHSAA uh, State Paddling Tournament right there in Hilo Bay, which I'm incredibly stoked for because I just remember growing up when I would... Um, go to Hilo all the time. My family lives in Paneva, which anyone that is familiar with Hilo area, Paneva is like right there, maybe like five minutes away from Hilo Bay. So we would always go to not necessarily states, but just the regattas that always take place there in Hilo Bay. And you just see the backdrop, the beautiful backdrop, Mount Akea in the background. And just, I love watching paddling in Hilo Bay. Not, you know, I mean, over here is cool too, but there's something just so special about paddling, one of Hawaii sports in Hilo Bay. So that's going on on Saturday. So I will not be on this island this weekend, but back in time, of course, for the Super Bowl. So if you guys are here, though, 
go out and watch Stanford tonight. I am still here, so we will be out at the men's basketball game as they get set to host UC San Diego, one of the other top teams in the Big West Conference right now. And it is the Black History Month celebration for the men's side. And we had the Black History Month celebration for women's basketball this past Saturday. So tonight, Black History Month celebration, 7 o'clock p.m. game time. And you can watch it on Spectrum Sports. And then Saturday, they will play UC Davis also at 7 o'clock p.m. Now, the women's basketball or, or women's basketball is also in action, but obviously away where they play at UC San Diego today. Game time is at 5 o'clock p.m. And on Saturday, you have a 12 o'clock p.m. or 12 noon tip off for the Rainbow Wahine as they will be at UC Davis. So a lot of stuff going on. Also... High school sports <laughs> get you uh, caught up with what is going on in the high school sports world. We'll, we'll start with OIA boys basketball. All right. So they're a couple of rounds into the OIA boys basketball playoffs. Uh, yesterday, Kailua and Kailua beat Campbell. So Kailua moves on to the semifinals and they will take on Lelehua who beat Kalaheo. So big wins over there. And by the way, we will not get a back-to-back champion situation. So last year's champs, uh, Campbell had defeated Mililani 50-45 to in Division 1. And in Division 2, Farrington beat Kalani 68-55. But we will not get a repeat, which was is so different from the women or the girls side, excuse me, and what happened in the exciting game that we called here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So uh, boys side will be a little different and it'll look a little different going or heading into the semifinals, which will take place on Monday. And you can watch that on OC16. So again, in one semifinal, it will be Kailua and Lelehua. And then on the other side, Nana Cooley beating Kahuku, which was kind of one of the uh, surprises as Kahuku was the one of the teams that got that first round by. They were second in the East, but it was an overtime win, 58-55 for Nanakuli Hawks, baby. So they move on to the semifinals, and then Mililani beat Kalani to move on to the semifinals as well. So in one semi, it'll be Kailua and Lelehua, and in the other semifinal, it will be Mililani and Nanakuli, and that is for Division Excuse me. That is for Division One. And looking over to the Division Two side, uh, Kaimuki and IAL will play for the championship again. Their uh, brackets are or their scheduling is a little shorter. So Y and I beat Kaimuki. Or excuse me. Woo. Reverse. My apologies to Kaimuki. Kaimuki, who is the East uh, number one seed, beat Y to move on to the championship game. And then IAEA takes down the defending. A Division Two champs that is that was Farrington. So it'll be Kaimuki and Aiea in the Division Two Boys Basketball Championship. And again, the semifinals for Division One take place on Monday. And we will bring you the Boys Basketball Championship games right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and HawaiiSportsRadio.com. If you want to listen to last year's championship games and all of our other OIA broadcasts, reminder that you can listen to it on demand at HawaiiSportsRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just click on the OIA Sports tab at HawaiiSportsRadio.com. So we'll keep you, uh, continue to keep you updated with what goes on, but that's all of the OIA playoffs for boys basketball this week. Again, championships are set between 
Kamuki and Aya for Division 2 and Kailua versus Lelehua in one semifinal for Division 1 and in the other semifinal it'll be Nanakuli and Midilani on Monday. The Kailua-Lelehua game is first at 5.30 and followed by Nanakuli-Midilani at 7.30 at McKinley High School and you can watch it again on OC16. And we will have coverage of the championship game or championship doubleheader that will be next week Wednesday on Valentine's Day, yep, <laughs> right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. All right, now going over to the Heidi and Cook HHSAA Girls Basketball State Championships, also going on right now. Told you, there's a ton of stuff. Eel Lunny, the number one overall seed, we'll start with Division One, taking down a Campbell. a close game. Iolani moving on to the semifinals that are happening tonight. Lahaina Luna, the number four seed, beating Waikea in another close game, 69-66. So it'll be Iolani and Lahaina Luna in one semifinal for Division I today for the State Girls Championships for basketball. And in the other side of the bracket, number two, Konawina beating Radford, 47-19. And Kahuku, Falling to Kamehameha Schools Kapalama 47-31. So on the in the other semifinal, it'll be number two seed Konawina and Kamehameha Schools Kapalama. Both those games are at McKinley today. First game is Ilani Lahaina Luna at 5:30, followed by Konawina and Kamehameha Kapalama. All right. Got a little bit more time here. Uh <laughs> so in Division 2, we have number one overall seed Kapa'a taking on Hanalani in one semifinal, and then the other one, oh, no score for this other one. Sorry, I didn't have a chance to look it up. But Kamehameha Schools Hawaii is the other uh, third seed in the semifinal, and I, sorry, don't have time to look this up. Stick around. Uh, Sharks Weekly coming up next, uh, but mahalo for listening. I'm Kule Agbayani. Bye!